Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Good evening and welcome to Friday's Live with me Raj Naik. On today's live chat I have someone with me whom I've known for many many years. He is a leading expert on digital transformation, blockchain, future of work and artificial intelligence. Besides all this he has a very infectious smile and he's a very kind human being. My guest this evening is someone who is also known as the tech whisperer Jaspreet Bindra. Jaspreet, welcome to Friday's Live. Hi Raj, it's lovely to see you after so many years and as I was just telling you these days this is how we see each other uh, uh, electronically hopefully we shall meet soon face to face too. Great. So Jaspreet, I mean uh, obviously uh, you know when you hear the word blockchain, B- bitcoin and uh, digital transformation tech whisperer i mean it's very fascinating especially for somebody like me who's a tech dinosaur it is very very fascinating so i'm going to talk about all that and for uh, who don't know uh, jaspreet is also a wine uh, gin collector he's a he's a gin collector so we're going to talk about that as well today and but before that jaspreet i want to just go back and uh, ask you about uh, yourself i mean your childhood where did you grow up a little bit about yourself your parents lovely now that's great because usually people get straight into blockchain now this is a uh, this is a this is an opportunity to talk about myself which is one of my favorite topics so stop me when uh, uh, no no please stop <laughs> no so so raj uh, i know we met each other probably used to work with each other as partners probably a dozen years back now 10 to 12 yes. years back Uh, but uh, yeah right and that time i was with microsoft i spent about 7 years there but pre microsoft so you know what led to that and now this uh, so i grew up uh, of all the places in gujarat uh, my first almost my entire 20, first 20 years of my life was spent in gujarat with brief forays between the middle to delhi and to jnk Uh, which was which was and continues to be the most beautiful state i believe in india uh, because, and gujarat because my father uh, was a well is a now a retired ips officer and his cadre was gujarat cadre and so he kind of roamed around all the different places and i grew up to be more a gujju than a punjabi frankly and there was a time when i could read write speak gujarati fluently which i could not do with punjabi Okay, uh, uh, but so that's when I. You're the first Sardar who speaks Gujarati and doesn't speak Punjabi. Or now, do you? It's kind of changed. You know, things have changed a bit. But I can still read Gujarati very well, but I can't read Punjabi. Confession. Okay, much to the dismay of all my near and extended relatives, <laughs> family. Uh, I did my engineering there. My schooling was typical convent schooling. Did my engineering. My mother was a teacher for a while. I have a. sister uh, and there were the two of us um, uh, and uh, post that i uh, went on to do my mba in uh, delhi actually in indian institute of foreign trade many many years back i won't tell you the year because that will age me 
uh, many years back. <laughs> and uh, after that, I uh, started my corporate life, my corporate avatar in a sense, which was with the Tata Group as a part of uh, something called the Tata Administrative Services, uh, yeah. which is a specific I know, I know, because I started my career with Tata's, you know. My first job was a Tata's job, so. Oh, lovely, I didn't know that. Oh, fantastic. I spent 10 very good years there, except in the middle I ran away. I have this this tension of running away and coming back also sometimes. I ran Just away and... <laughs> sorry. Now yeah. move a little to your right because uh, yeah, 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 perfect. Uh, to become a part of what was called Bazi.com many, many, many years back, I was one of the part of the founding team. I was the chief operating officer, and that actually was when the internet had just come to India. And my love affair with the internet, and in particular, and the technology in general, actually started that time. I came back to the group, and then after that was Microsoft for many years, where we met. Um, yeah, uh, where I. Where we had a lot of fun. <laughs> where we had a lot of fun, yeah. I, I, I must confess that I was always in the fun part of Microsoft, not the boring part. You know, so the, lot of, the internet part was a lot of fun and then post that Xbox and a bunch of other things. So the fun parts of Microsoft. Then the Mahindra Group, uh, where I was the Group Chief Digital Officer and that set me on this journey of digital transformation. Convert, we're trying to convert old companies to new. I've always had a parallel life, Raj, while this has been the corporate life, the parallel life has been entrepreneurial, you know, tech startups, uh, speaking, teaching, and I did that quite a bit. Fast forward, last three years, I am um, on my own. I run a company which is a digital transformation advisory. I work with a bunch of clients. I have a thought leadership practice. I call it grandiosity, a thought leadership practice where people for some reason pay me to speak, as well as writing, and I published my first book, The Tech Whisperer. I teach for Harvard Business School, for uh, Indian School of Business here. But the common thing is digital transformation and all the technologies that you mentioned. And finally, finally, uh, last year, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I up then moved uh, to the UK, to Cambridge, uh, because my sister started a PhD there in St. John's College. And a visa which kind of dropped on my lap then gave me that opportunity to be with her also and do some stuff. And so now I spend uh, uh, three months there, three months here, three months there, three months here, obviously, depending on what the virus allows. So, so here is Gurgaon, that's where I am right now. And in another 10 days or so, I travel to my second home. Yeah. And uh, your sister, I mean, she, uh, only sibling, right? From what I gather. That's right. My only and sibling, I, sorry. No, no, uh, you mentioned PhD, so I was wondering what what's she doing a PhD in? So basically, uh, most, in most parts of the country, I am referred to as um, Prerna's brother. Uh, and Prerna, uh, my sister, uh, is a conservationist and a wild protector of, fierce protector of wildlife and conservation. Uh, she uh, is a five-time author. She uh, was on the National Board of Wildlife. She was the youngest person ever to be that. And then uh, St. John's College in Cambridge, which is one of the premier colleges, uh, funded her for a PhD uh, in conservation. Uh, uh, and uh, she'll probably be the oldest student there. Though if I go and do something there, which I intend to, I will then surpass us to be the, then the oldest student. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, my sister. So my sister actually stays with me. And yeah, so she's, she, she's, she's, good. she's doing a PhD. Okay, great. That's excellent. And um, like I said, I'm I'm very fascinated by all these words because I don't understand the ABCD of it. Uh, so, but uh, 
today i've got a friend who's a gyani and so i would not going to lose this opportunity so i'm going to ask you so tell me what is basically uh, blockchain and how did this all start i mean where did it begin let me ask you where did it all begin yeah it all begin uh, uh, curiously it all begin in the year 2008 uh, raj and two things happened two big massive things happened in 2008 in the world one which we all know is that lehman brothers collapsed and uh, um, uh, and you know the world economic order was on the brink of collapse the second yeah. was the us had the first black president Uh, which was Barack Obama, and you know, curiously, people always remember the first; they don't remember the second. You know, it shows as to how the moment you say 2008, people will say the world financial crisis. Okay, rather than a good thing that happened. But but the third thing that happened, which obviously very few people know, that an anonymous uh, person, man, woman, set of people, an alien from Jupiter, we don't know. Okay, wrote uh, called Satoshi Nakamoto, wrote a paper. A very very dense mathematical paper. If you read it, not one journal paper, basically proposing an alternate form of economy, of money, of finance, saying that look, the institutions that we uh, we depended on so much, you know, which are these trusted authorities, banks, all these, have let us down, and so we need an alternate form of finance, of money, and in many ways, it's kind of went back to the time when money was a peer to peer thing. You know, it wasn't an institutionalized thing. If you go back into history, our economy was peer to peer, right? And everyone had their own local money. Everyone had individual money in many ways. Okay, uh, and so obviously now all of that was on a bedrock of technology, and this bedrock was this thing called the blockchain, along with a whole lot of cryptographical protection and and basically the concept. And you know, it's, it's a very complex concept, but basically the concept is that. Here's this new form of incentive coin money, which is not centralized but is distributed, which uh, is not coined by one person and therefore controlled by one person, but is controlled through consensus. Okay, and has the pro and has the uh, properties of traceability, what is called provenance. And so you know it was an experiment, and that's how the first blockchain. Created was the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, an interesting part, just to complete, is that the blockchain really is a distributed set of. It's distributed; it doesn't belong to anyone. You know, it's kind of distributed across millions of computers. But then, you know, for someone to, someone has to still maintain it. You know, all the computing power, all that stuff. And so, so Satoshi created a, a incentive mechanism for that blockchain to be maintained. And that incentive mechanism was, was a coin which was Bitcoin. And then, you know, and that became currency. Uh, So that's how it all began, Naraj. Uh, and then, obviously, many many applications have been found. And- like this Sochcast, tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So oh, fair enough. So in a layman's language, अभी तो ये थोड़ा मैं थोड़ा थोड़ा समझ में आ रहा है. Okay, but in a layman's language, if you had to articulate what you just said, what would what how would you put it? Simplify it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you know, uh, blockchain is one of perhaps the single most complex uh, piece of uh, technology which exists. Even artificial intelligence, to simplify it, is very easy because the words mean what it says. Artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, is also simple. Internet of Things, virtual reality. Blockchain means nothing. Okay. okay. 
Oh, you know, to to make it very simple, it's a it's a it's a new kind of technology, almost as fundamental as the internet, almost as fundamental, which would change the world as fundamentally as the internet did. But to put it extremely simply, it is it it is a mechanism to decentralized stuff, which is centralized. Okay. When- so, so, uh, so I got. I think I've got it. But uh, so, so tell me. So, bitcoins, which you said was the currency that is that called cryptocurrency? Is that cryptocurrency? So, do you know? So, let me let me just tell you in a slightly different way. Yes, you know what a kitty party is. You know what a kitty yeah. party? Yeah. Okay. Bunch of women get together, have fun, have drinks, whatever, coffee, do gossip. Okay. But the important part in the kitty party is they all bring some money. Yeah. So the ten women they bring thousand rupees each. They put it together and make it ten thousand. That's called the kitty. Yeah. Right. That's why it's called a kitty party. Now you're putting ten thousand rupees on the table, and then there's a lucky draw which happens or whatever. Someone takes the ten thousand, wins the ten thousand. That same person cannot enter again. They all put. Now when they're putting that money on the table, Raj, who are they trusting for the money? All of them. Exactly. Consensus. Okay. It's, there's no one trusted bank, auntie. Okay, so this concept of distributed trust. Very okay. well, very well said. Very well. Abhi, abhi, samajh mein aaya. Is basically so decentralized. What is centralized? Okay, and yes, Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, still the major one. After that, lot of innovation, lot of different kinds have happened. They do different things. Ethereum is another. Okay, and there are twelve to fifteen hundred more, but Bitcoin is the biggest. So, so tell me. Uh, I keep reading in papers and things like that. Nations want to ban it. Some nations want to embrace it. And uh, so, what is the threat that the nations, if it's so, if it's so transparent and if it's so secure and if everything is fine, uh, why are uh, nations uh, resisting it? You know, the interesting thing. Yeah, even is- in India, I think there's a debate, right? I mean, we are not embraced it fully. No, no, no. In India, in fact, the debate is much more than in many other countries. We are good debaters, as you know. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, look. Uh, the interesting thing about any fundamental new technology, Raj, is that for the first 10, 15, 20 years, it's violently opposed by everyone. Okay, you start with the horse-drawn carriages, cars coming in. The horse people opposed it for like 15 years, 20 years. अरे ये क्या? Whatever. Okay. Uh, and 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 the other curious, and it, you can think of any technology. It happens that way. Steam engine, everything. Other curious thing is that whenever a new technology comes in, the bad guys first grab, first figure out how to use it after, before the good guys. Do. So you know when VHS versus Beta, you know the yeah, yeah. VHS won over Beta not because VHS was better, Beta was better, but VHS could be easily pirated. Beta could not. The first business model of the internet was pornography. Okay, before other business models came. And so with this technology also two things. One. You know, we hear all these things about you know the dark net and things being bought and you know uh, 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 you know star drugs and terrorism being sponsored by Bitcoin etc. Because the bad guys have figured out that you know how to use this better than the good guys who eventually will. But for But, government, this is one part of it. Sorry, the main thing is that for governments, money is a monetary policy is a huge way to influence the economy. Okay, and now if suddenly there is a new kind of currency comes in which they cannot influence, which they do not have control over, it's a completely alien concept. How will they then manage what they have learned to manage for the last many years? And that's the biggest thing because our world is increasingly centralized now, Raj. 
everyone controls things through central institutions and here's this thing coming in which is asking everything to be decentralized very difficult will take a lot of time yeah actually the world is going to opposite directions in some cases we are getting centralized in the some cases we are getting uh, uh, polarized or distance from each other you know the walls are coming up you know at one time walls are going down and walls are coming up so So tell me, what is the monetary value? I mean, if I ask you, what's the monetary value of a cryptocurrency or a Bitcoin? Because again, I read that it's it's like gold prices, right? It's gone up so much and things like that. So can you can you elaborate? Explain it. Yeah. So you know, while Bitcoin was created as a currency, I don't think it has achieved that status, or it is a long way. Okay, because for currency to happen, you know, you need some stability. Okay, uh, and you know, you need it to be universally accepted. Okay. Uh, but what Bitcoin has become is what is called a store of value. So, therefore, gold. Sometimes Bitcoin is referred to as digital gold. Okay. Yeah. So, if it's gold, gold is not currency. You know, sure. Some you know some people you can buy sell stuff. Yeah. Let's yeah. with you. But gold is a great store of value. Okay. And most in India, as you know, more than any other countries, we use gold to store value. We trust it to store value rather than anything else. Right. Yeah. and the reason why gold is a store of a store of value is one one key reason is that its supply is limited okay it's limited supply and it is traded it has a trading mechanism okay it can be bought sold okay similarly with bitcoin it's it's the way when satoshi created it the algorithms basically say that all bitcoin will end in 2142 the year and so it's kind of it's limited and it can be bought and sold there are bitcoin exchanges and so the closest is that it's a store of value like gold and that's why it's and considered can, and it is liquid you can liquidate it just like gold just like over yeah actually you can liquidate it much faster than gold okay because it's a, it's a digital token right you can liquidate it like this uh, and the money gets traded to your bank account how does that work because <laughs> yeah <laughs> because if you are working on bitcoin yeah sorry i mean I'm just trying to understand, you know. Uh, so, I'm, so, so I'm a layman, so please, uh, I'll ask stupid questions, so you'll have to bear with me. No worries, and I'm fairly good at stupid answers also, so it'll be absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, uh, Raj, uh, um, uh, it's not easy in India. Yeah, because of suicide, government, that, all those things. Yeah. Uh, the, the banks are while Bitcoin has not been banned in India. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of. you know banks are very reluctant to trade with bitcoin exchanges okay but other countries like in the uk so the whatever little tiny cryptocurrency i hold i hold in my uk uh, in a so you know there are multiple exchanges coinbase is the world's largest in fact it went ipo recently if you have a british bank account american account singapore account whatever account okay you can just uh, transfer money to that wallet inside that exchange and based on today's price you can buy okay and so then it will show this much and tomorrow if it goes up and you want to sell it pretty much like any other stock thing that you sell on the app or on a, a pc you sell it think of it like a stock uh, like a stock and the money will get credited credited to your account the money first comes into your wallet there okay it gets converted into dollars or whatever and yeah. then you can take it to the account so But it, you know, but it's reported in multiple countries, and the profits that you earn, pretty much like the profits that you earn from stock uh, uh, trading, will be taxed. Okay, uh, uh, so it's like any other stock in that sense. It's just a 
is is far more today evening and tomorrow okay and it's a far more fundamental technology which will affect us as much as if not more than the wheel or the internet or the pc or you know the in, internal combustion engine did all combined okay uh, so blockchain frankly the it, the jury is still out there whether it will really be achieve the status of something like an artificial intelligence or internet of things etc having said that you know there are people who say that there are big forums world economic forum etc which say that 10% of the world's gdp in 2030 2035 will actually rest on blockchain based systems which is a huge lot of money huge. what block yeah it's massive see blockchains are good at as i said at at decentralizing okay so for example today we want to go buy a flat or buy land okay uh what if 30 people wanted to buy the same land fractional ownership uh it's difficult to do today because of many you know banks will not lend because each each fraction to have a title uh, there are a lot of fraud issues there are a lot of authentication issues blockchains help solve some of it in through technologies which i'm not going to go into detail of i'm just telling you the use cases no understood yeah <laughs> certificates education certificates you know if your if your child you know your daughter if she went to the us imagine the run around you did for transcripts for everything now if they were all located in a certain blockchain uh, everyone it would be authentic it would be unhackable one of the things about blockchain it is is that it is super, super uh, secure no one can hack into it just again because of the structure that is there and so there are security and and fraction decentralization issues possible with blockchain which your current systems cannot do agricultural land education there are a, frankly a voting you know that the right vote goes to the right person uh, blockchain based voting blockchain based identity aadhar if you think of today i mean if you go to it forums usually whenever they write aadhar they write act before that okay because everyone knows i think you know, it's centralized it's all act okay <laughs> so if you were to build such a identity system on a blockchain it's extremely difficult to hack and to misuse a single entity like a government or a court cannot misuse it without consensus from everyone else so there are multiple uses beyond currency <coughs> yeah maybe who knows the next election commission must look at using blockchain for voting you said if it's so you secure know, you know uh, yeah but governments have a powerful incentive not to look at it. <laughs> yeah <That's true. laughs> and yeah. that is one of the the technology is taking time to happen because governments banks courts have a good reason not to look understand mm-hmm. uh yeah we will we will now move away because you just mentioned that uh, uh-huh. you spend 90% of your time on artificial intelligence and 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 we are seeing that ai is now being used more and more into many many different things right uh tell me what are the good things about ai and what are the not good things about ai there are lots of both okay uh, so look ai much simpler to understand though difficult to imagine okay understanding is very simple in fact ai is an old technology you know people started working on ai around 1946 it's that old okay about making machines behave think like humans and the word artificial intelligence was possibly coined in the 50s and 60s okay when people and it was defined and there were conferences that started happening and you know stuff started but i think ai came into its own really in the last uh, since 
1997-98 and the big aha moment for ai though it wasn't really ai was when uh, you know uh, our friend gary kasparov was defeated by a computer okay uh, and people said oh damn machines have started uh, you know thinking like human beings uh, that wasn't ai it, chess you know has a whatever even if it has a billion moves it's a deterministic game you know you know what moves are there and a computer can very quickly do stuff which humans can other things happened you know this uh, Uh, this uh, game show called Jeopardy, uh, what was won by uh, and comprehensively won by Watson, which is again IBM's. Uh, uh, then the game of Go, which they said any machine be able to win in a game of Go, which is a Chinese-Korean game, Japanese game, which has very intuitive, creative way to play, and a particular AI created by a company called DeepMind, which is now bought by Google, defeated the 19 times. World champion, and in fact, that guy retired two years back, saying, "Abhi, I won't be able to defeat the machine." And, and so there was a debating championship. And so you know, AI has really ramped up in the last uh, few years. Now, because because of machine learning, right? That's right. So primarily machine learning, and then so AI has many things. AI has computer vision. AI has something called natural language processing. AI has machine learning. Uh, AI has uh, uh, driverless cars is one kind of AI. Okay, but machine learning and more than that, what DeepMind uh, brought in was something called deep learning, which is one level higher than machine learning. And deep learning is what this game of Go, etc., happened because of deep learning. Okay, uh, basically they replicate the way human nerves uh, function, literally. Okay, it's our neural networks, and it's called neural networks there also. They just completely replicate and self-learn. So you don't have to teach a game of Go. You it just plays 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 many times against itself and every time you know and it keeps on learning keeps on learning and becomes super at it okay then it yeah, because, because uh, your mind is finite right and machine learning is infinite in many i mean ways, in advanced yeah. language would, I, would that be correct to say yes uh, except that i think it is still not been conclusively proven that our minds are finite It's possible that ours also are infinite. We just we just use a very small percentage of it. We haven't learned how to use all of it. While machines okay. learn how to use all of it. Okay. But right uh, now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. so. You know. So it has had lots of. And in fact, just before I get into the goods and bads, though, so therefore, you know, there's this there's this concept which came in saying that look, when will AI overtake humans? Okay. and that thing that point is called singularity so you know when the uh, big bang happened when universe was born the point before that was called singularity uh, even in our vedas there is singularity okay but the point and then singularity actually has been defined as 2042 by the way okay is when the number 2042 okay 2042 it has recently been revised to 2039 okay, okay. Uh, is the time when the graph intersects okay when machine intelligence becomes what is called artificial general intelligence today most artificial intelligence is what is called artificial narrow intelligence so ek cheez kar sakte they can do one thing very well play the game of go very well play chess very well general intelligence is like human beings can do everything okay and so 2042 2039 now there are again as i said as you said good parts to it and not so good parts to it and again as with most technologies the not so good guys usually take the technology faster okay and use it for the not so good parts and so there are lots of not so good parts uh, 
surveillance uh, cameras being used to map, you know, and uh, racially, how do you kind of divide people? Profile, uh, profiling. Profiling. I mean, there's China is putting out something called a social score, like your credit score. So yeah. social based on where you go, whom you meet, what you do, cameras will track, feed it into an AI system. Okay, and your social score will decide. You need to put your social score in dating sites. If your social score is high, then only a prospective person can contact you. You know, and so just make human beings into this. So that's happening. That's bad. Weapons of war, AI war weapons. Okay, so weapons which are automatically drones yeah. killing. You know, this. I mean, uh, <laughs> when I think of AI, I mean, I'm 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 looking at it from a, again as a layman and things like that. I don't know whether you've seen this movie, Hunger Games. Okay, but okay. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. So, so but you know, like, you won't need an army, right? I mean, because you could have robots going and fighting a war on the front line. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. In fact, in fact, there are some horrifying videos of these things called swarms. So you don't even have one robot, right? You like a swarm of birds. You can you can just let go of a thousand small drones, okay, which act like a swarm. and they are theoretically they can train to see okay this person is black or this person is whatever or this person is a different nationality and then go and attack act because and you can't kill a swarm because see if there's a single drone it's much easier yeah but a swarm which is separate but so look some of it is science fiction but unfortunately no 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 but i know it's science fiction but for example i mean i'm i'm just saying like a uh, uh, a driverless car You know, it's a reality, right? Uh, so, the fact remains that there are so many people that's going to be drivers will that's going to be out of jobs. For example, yeah. so I mean, these are just one. I'm just use this as in one example, right? I mean, the other other thing that scares me is you say you can hack into a computer, so you can hack into a car and a driver driverless car. You're sitting in the car; it can you can be kidnapped. Okay, I mean, I'm 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 not trying to be a conspiracy. uh person here but i'm just trying to think of the so what is the social because the social impact of this can be huge because if people are going to lose jobs and things like because everything is going to get automated and things that has anybody thought about that i know there is a lot of benefit in science and things like that absolutely look there's a whole lot of benefit but i agree that the damage it can cause can offset that benefit you know and can be far worse in fact you mentioned driverless cars driverless cars uh, rajesh this one tech one piece of technology where which is which is pretty much every every new technology comes in you know artificial intelligence internet of things 5g networks etc uh you know there are scenarios which are already out there where if you're in a traffic jam for example going to the airport whenever we can fly again all our our your car can start negotiating with the car next to you to let it overtake for 5 dollars transfer it into that car's wallet so you know there are all these things with And the five five dollars they give that's with the permissions you've given it, okay? And you know you can kind of so so there are so you know what is happening is a couple of things. So one is that as you said that joblessness. More than that, what I worry about is mindlessness. See, think about it. You know, people say singularity will happen in twenty forty two, twenty thirty nine. It's not that you will wake up in the morning and the machines would have taken over. Even as we sit today, thing by thing, the machine is taking over. Yeah, yeah. Ten years back, you or five years back, you remembered everyone's phone numbers. You probably remember. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. 
exactly you know we probably remember to now we used to remember routes raste ways yeah. we don't no one not even a drivers no one not even a taxi driver okay he won't go either the next door because you know he's he's outsourced it to a machine an artificial intelligence machine when driverless cars come you will forget driving you don't need to drive right so you will just be sitting so gradually one day you'll wake up you'll be a vegetable okay and so this is this gradual thing and and therefore what you said okay what effect will it have on society okay what effect will it have is probably today the biggest area of research and thinking in ai and one of the things i will be doing in cambridge okay going forward ai society and ethics you see the people who are writing ai algorithms today are the ones who need to do the right thing so that tomorrow you know it doesn't make it into a beast and you know one of the things somebody can control right i mean somebody sitting somebody yeah. can control it's not even that sometimes it's unwilling see it 90% of the people writing ai today are young white americans yeah rich young white rich americans men men now young white rich american men think in a certain way they cannot think in a diverse way not possible right they brought up that and so the ai will be a young white thick white american thing okay you know as i'm fond of saying you know i the problem with ai is not the ai it's the human beings doing stuff and so writing it and so you know there's this old quote which says that i go around looking for artificial intelligence but all i find is natural stupidity and so it's that natural stupidity which is creating damage so ai ethics and society is probably the biggest area of and huge amount of work is happening there hopefully something good will come out of it because there has to be some checks and balances because if it isn't there i mean the way i see it as a layman i mean it's it's a, for me it's a, on one end it's great on other end it's very scary it's extremely scary absolutely and just to kind of uh, uh, you know you know this is the first time actually that even large corporations like microsoft okay or bill gates or even elon musk have started saying that elon musk was one of the first people to speak about this if you remember years, years ago yeah absolutely and he and bill gates are the two most powerful people who are actually propagating that this is one technology that needs to be regulated you know how anti regulation this industry is and actually we have we have a success story here raj and the success story is nuclear weapons think about it okay you know when hiroshima happened which was terrible it hasn't happened since yeah because everybody is saying that we need to protect this we need to ring fence this absolutely and we have succeeded despite everything else and so maybe we should be doing something similar with ai like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store so so tell me in in times of uh, disruption like covid now uh, where does blockchain ai and all come come of use yeah that's a very good point you know covid is very interesting I and mean, besides many other things it's also interesting uh, I, i i i talk about something called the covid paradox and the covid paradox is that covid has slowed down the world but it has accelerated change around us so the future of in work some, is in some areas yeah in some areas yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. okay so yeah. the future of work is now the present of work okay correct this is good work 
what it has done more than anything else and i'll come to the blockchain ai part what it has done more than anything else in my opinion raj is that it has become actually it has become a very powerful decentralizing force i keep on using this word decentralizing as you would have seen from the beginning because you see sure. i like the philosophy of blockchain and technology is not as much yeah. the technology itself. yeah it's huge so you know <coughs> work from home is decentralized work education tele education is decentralized education e-commerce is decentralized retail online yeah True. yeah uh, um, uh, uh, health has gotten decentralized you don't need to you know it's not only hospital centric and because of this decentralization business models are to change and this is where all these new technologies are coming in to make this decentralization happen uh, even as we exit covid look covid was not the disruptor think about it the disruptor is not covid the disruptor is the lockdown okay covid did not disrupt anything the lockdowns disrupted everything and lockdowns can happen for many reasons not only pandemics okay and so more and more lockdowns will happen because the world yeah, because some precedents have been set yeah it's been set and we're getting the world is getting worse right i mean there'll be the whole global warming related disasters which will happen and lockdowns might happen <laughs> and so this is the first one and this is like a trailer and so technology adoption has suddenly increased to say that look technology helped us cope with this more stuff is going to happen let's get technology built in right now so that next time stuff happens we are ready and that's where all of these these different digital technologies actually come in to make your business models as digital as possible the digital companies survived they thrived actually in this hey, uh, i mean there are a lot of companies who actually prospered or grew up yeah. as a single form single common thing and all of them they were purely digital look at me i didn't i was a i didn't know how to do the slide chat on virtual uh, you know if somebody told me 2 years ago raj you know i didn't know how to do a skype i still don't know how to do a skype so i've progressed right yeah so, so. <laughs> yeah it's all become a part of our life uh, unfortunately yeah. and our life has changed forever yeah so so tell me what is future of work <laughs> So look, uh, many people think that future of work equals work from home. So F O W equals W F H is the mathematical equation many people think. Okay, it's not true. Work from home is one part. So future of work basically is how employees and organizations will work together in a very different way though, than the way they are working right now. So number one, work will become work from anywhere, not work from home, work from anywhere. You know, could be office, could be home. could be um, coffee shop could be uh, bahamas and if you have inter- yeah if you have internet on the beach side yeah second is that it work will move work and job will not be the same thing we think work equals job not true okay i work but i don't have a job uh number 3 join, join the gang <laughs> number 3 uh it will move work will move from one company many employees to one employee many companies so yeah, you know yeah elon musk works for five companies jack dorsey works for two most of so you know this thing ke ek hi company one is to one relationship is going to go away fourth is going to be very very interesting uh, i mean uh, fourth is fifth is very interesting the fourth is going to be that learning will need to be lifelong it won't be ke mba kiya engineering kiya khatam it's over now everyone pay me for the next 50 years So, Howard, for example, is looking at a 60-year MBA. You start at 20, finish at 
do two weeks every year because the world changes right and so lifelong learning will happen and i'm learning i'm still learning absolutely and you must if you don't yeah. it's okay i mean i formally learn one pay and learn one new thing every year correct uh, the last which is the most interesting for people like you and to an extent me is i think this future of work is going to bring in what is what in fact these days i'm working a lot on is what is called the creator economy the passion economy okay where individuality can be monetized so you know abhi if the big guys earn a lot there's no long tail in the web you know the long tail doesn't earn anything it's just a few big guys but now things have started especially because of covid it's got accelerated and where you know if you're a writer earlier on you could only be a reporter now you can there are many platforms like substack or medium etc where people are actually earning money people are earning money if they can speak well they are earning money from podcasts if they can photograph there are photographic places where you can earn money if you as an artist as a creator and that's the fifth thing so these five things is what is the future of work uh and covid has accelerated a bunch of things so the whole relationship changes between an organization and an individual you could be allied with five organizations and you don't necessarily need to be an employee so i mean i live the future of work so <laughs> i'm you. i'm beginning to live except that i'm not earning anything <laughs> <laughs> so that is an important part you also need to earn <laughs> yeah i also need to earn and i'm hoping this covid will go away and then we will all start to make some you know earn our livelihood yeah and the last thing in the future of work is how robots and us will work together uh you narare ho bhai there's nothing wrong with a robot i mean there are yeah, yeah. we actually yeah, yeah. work with a robot i mean i've i've just got a robot in my house this morning called max max is a, a, a cleaner who cleans uh, what do you say it mops and cleans you know yeah. so sorry i can assure you it's better that we work together rather than working against each other okay that won't yeah. be happy <laughs> sorry changing my friend rajiv karwal you know he used to i figured you know, i figured it was rajiv i was going to say rajiv's uh, rajiv's robot Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying you were going to change gears. Yeah, so I'm going to switch gears and uh, tell me about your passion for gin. <laughs> yeah. So it's not only technology. There are a bunch of other things I'm interested in. I love Escher paintings. I do a whole lot of I like quizzing as probably you know. Yeah, of uh, course. But uh but yeah, over the past 4 5 6 years it's been gin. and now i i claim because there's no audit audit of that so i can claim whatever i want i claim to have <laughs> i claim to have india's largest gin collection india's and largest gin collection wow okay yeah so i am 100 do you, do you do you only collect or do you drink no so i do both no uh, <laughs> no no absolutely i drink so i have about 155 145 different bottles of gin okay uh, and you know it's very difficult to collect gin in india <laughs> uh, everyone collects wine it's simple everyone collects whiskey simple in fact that was one of the reasons because i i like gin and because i wanted to collect what others do not is where the gin collection came from okay yeah. so i have some amazing amazing gins from all over the world so which is your favorite gin <laughs> So look, gin. I like gin because gin is a very. Each bottle of gin has character, unlike vodka, which I think is a characterless drink. Okay, uh, whiskey has character, definitely. Okay, uh, 
but gin has character because every gin is different because of the botanicals put into it so and every gin has different botanicals you know different herbs or whatever you call it some very interesting gins that i have which are very interesting herbs the gins i like best actually are gins which come from japan and very few people know that there are some amazing amazing japanese gins oh, that's <laughs> i didn't that i didn't know that so the japanese when they start when they figure out when they want to go make something na go make yeah, the look best yeah small whiskey right i mean yeah and actually it's a, some of the malt whiskey guys who are using the time when production is not happening because the whiskies are being aged or whatever okay uh, they started making gin and there are some amazing gins uh, japanese gins uh there are a couple of very interesting gins i have one uh, uh, which is from cambridge where i live and uh, that gin uh, called the curator's gin there only a few bottles made every year that gin uh, from the cambridge gin lab it's called uh, actually one of the botanicals is an apple from newton's tree okay, so uh, that tree where the apple dropped which is yeah. in cambridge apple in cambridge right and so yeah. that tree is actually preserved okay and it's in a botanical garden there you took it and put it there and uh they have arrangement and they take a few apples from there there's a gin which i have called x machina which is actually an ai manufactured gin so <laughs> so it's like, well, is that is it just a gimmick or is it uh, is it a really good gin you know how it is with perfumes with liquor half the thing is the liquid inside the other half is the bottle and the marketing and every every gin that i have has a story like this every gin like this has a story and that's why i love it and i know the stories of all the gins that i uh, <laughs> that, have that you tried any indian gins because of late in yeah. goa there are some very popular ones oh yeah 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 i mean i am so happy it's so weird because gin is so indian right the whole gin and tonic thing i mean if you it's know british that, very british yeah, because you know tonic uh, you know the brits used to have uh, quinine for malaria but quinine is very uh, bitter and so they uh, mixed it in soda water it was and tonic ho gaya you have tonic for strength and that's how and now we put bitters in it <laughs> bitters in it and they realize that it tastes better with gin so gin and tonic gin is so and that's why you have bombay sapphire okay and jodhpur and all those have these indian connections right but india had no gins which was weird also because of our i guess market and policies but now there are some great gins from it good gins from india one sec <clears throat> Greater than is a very good gin. Hapusa is a good gin. Uh, Stranger and Sons. I have pretty much almost all of them. The Goa gins haven't yet come to Delhi, so I'm waiting for them to come. I can't go to Goa, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. When I come visiting you, I'll get you some nice Goa gin. Absolutely. Uh, like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. It was such a pleasure speaking to you but before you go I want to ask you I mean vague as it may sound will blockchain help the happiness or index of humans in the f- near future you know I, you know I have a reason for asking this you know I'm also plugging my uh, new company that I started where it's all about happiness and things like that so but uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of all the technologies which can make human beings live better together and therefore hopefully be happy i think blockchain is right up there because of its philosophy unlike artificial intelligence internet of things etc those technologies are are they make the powerful more powerful you know 
on the other hand blockchains if it works it democratizes things it democratizes absolutely the right word and if it manages to democratize and decentralize and deinstitutionalize some of the things we have created and take us back in a sense to a much more purer peer to peer world okay it uh, can definitely bring back some level of happiness so yes so so just <laughs> what does happiness mean to you well you know the definition changes uh sometimes you think happiness is when you'll be able to uninstall zoom and go out in the real world these days okay. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, keeping uh, uh keeping that aside i think happiness to me uh is uh being able to do what you want to do both professionally and personally if i may say so i have taken a very major step in my life and at least the professional part i'm on my i'm quite on my way there i'm doing stuff that i want to do rather than what i have to do and many of them because i like variety and in some of them i make a little money also uh in my personal life which is far more important what you want to do are you able to do i think is still is still is much more difficult to achieve but i think that's what my definition fantastic and uh, you know yesterday i think i saw an instagram post or something where you had a little doggy sitting at the table <laughs> at the dining table i mean what was that i mean is he trained to sit and eat at the dining oh, table amazing i mean i was at a friend's house for dinner huh. just just you know very socially distanced just three or four people totally okay and i'm sitting on this table and my sister is on my left and this guy my friend is opposite her just four of us and this chair was vacant because his wife had gone to the kitchen or something and he's a beagle yeah okay. i saw it yeah, handsome beagle yeah yeah okay, handsome beagle who just uh, came and sat on the chair and just joined us with the four of us okay and he sat there obviously he wanted to be fed like we were eating. <laughs> no but he uh, was sitting like a proper human being i mean the way he was positioned and everything except for you know, Ah, uh, totally non-trained. Uh. This is just oh, this. And I was opposite him, so I. Uh, and there was a beer bottle. I noticed there was a kingfisher bottle there. Eh? Exactly, and uh, he, was he wasn't happy with that. I noticed too. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I think he was looking for more uh, solid uh, non-vegetarian stuff than uh, alcoholic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and it was a kingfisher beer he might be wanting a more uh, it was not it was not trained because we saw the picture i showed it to my wife and daughter and i said hey can we get our dogs to be trained like this they can have dinner with us <laughs> yeah i know i mean if it was jin he might have been a bit happier with the beer he was <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah so that was good that's an amazing picture just breathe on that note thank you very much uh time just flew by we we've, we've almost spoken for an hour you know i i don't feel it at all but uh, thank you so much uh, it was very enlightening and i've learned so much now probably when i meet people i can give them a little bit of gyan of on blockchain and bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all this uh, kya bolte hain bade bade shabd so if you want to know more obviously you know my that uh, if you want to know more then uh, you know the tech whisper as the name suggests is actually for explain is actually for demystifying or simplifying technology for people who think that they are technology dinosaurs that's why it's called the tech whisper like the dog whisper the horse whisper yeah. by the way i started a, what i call an unpodcast last week it's not a podcast it's an unpodcast 
it breaks all the rules of podcast it's also called tech whispers and this is my plug so it's on spotify fantastic no i'm going to i'm going to listen to it i'm going to listen to it and uh, so thank you very much jaspreet and uh, tech whispers is available where it's available in amazon right and sure. everywhere so thank you jaspreet it was really a pleasure and in uh, hopefully things will get back to normal and we will meet in flesh and blood and have a gin and tonic together and have a gin and tonic <laughs> thank you my friend thank you take care lots so of love thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page it's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko sunao sochcast